Welcome to the Provost Perspective. My name is Patrick. This podcast is dedicated to the opinions, thoughts, and experiences of my wife, Carolyn, and I's journey through marriage, children, and life as a whole. While the topics we discuss may be varied, we will do our best to orbit around marriage, relationships, love, and family. Welcome again, and we hope you enjoy. Alrighty. So... This week, uh, we kind of hinted at it a couple weeks ago, but this week I thought we'd have a conversation about, or something that we ran into quite a bit between friends that we know Actually, yeah, and recently. a lot of society stuff, um, and just get our take on it, spin on it, and you know, we may end up talking a little bit of statistics, a little bit of stuff, but we're going to talk polyamory versus monogamy, monogamy right? Um now, there's some definition stuff, right, that we need to get into for those people who may not be familiar with what it is we're talking about. Oh, true. So what is a polyamorous relationship? Um, well, if you want to get into specifics, apparently I've discovered that there are many facets to um, people who give themselves the polyamorous um, name. Yeah. So let me pull that up real quick. Okay, so in its most basic form, the practice of engaging in multiple sexual relationships with the consent of all people involved. So you are not in a relationship with just two people, you and another partner. Um, Your partner could have another partner that you do engage with, or they could have a partner that you have no engagement with. You could have your own partner that your current partner is okay with or has no relationship with. So you can either have a group of people that are all intertwined with each other or you can be focused on each other and have your own outside partners as well. Okay. Apparently it goes multiple different directions, but it's in essence not just surrounding two people. And that's, But that's different than polygamy, which is one person with multiple... Multiple spouses. Like multiple wives or a girl with yeah. multiple husbands. Exactly. Okay. So it's not necessarily the institute of marriage, it's the relationship of, right? right? So And there are marriages, though very few, that participate in... Polyamory? Such acts, yes. Yeah. Now, it's different than polygamy, but it's poly oh, still yeah. being multiple, but it's, it, it is some fundamental differences. Yeah. So, I mean, you can have a primary, and then the person you either live with or spend the majority of your time with, and a secondary who is just someone you... You do spend time with, but they're not your, you know, main squeeze, so to speak. Or <laughs> you could have no primary, and you could have just those multiple partners that you spend time with. And sometimes all of those people are intertwined. And then some that I found, which are even more rare, actually, are multiple marriages that are intertwined with each other. So you've got a husband and a wife, and then this husband has a partner who's also married, but they hang around each other and then the wife will have somebody that she messes around with, but that person's also married and all around the Roseberry bush, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. This apparently can go on and on and, and on and yeah, on. Yeah. There's just so many different yeah. variations of it. Yes. So I guess that comes to our beliefs on it, right? Yeah. Which are, I don't have a problem with how anybody decides to live their life, but However, <laughs> However, I will not participate in those kind of relationships. Um, 
There are multiple facets as to reasons as to why. Uh, a major one being I'm territorial as shit. Uh, another one being the fact that I swore an oath to have you and only you, and I'm not going to chase somebody else, right? right. Um, I choose to make you my main squeeze, I guess you can say, because that's <laughs> what you said. Um, and Sorry. <laughs> but not just the main squeeze, my only squeeze, right? Like you're, you're my one uh, because I told you that you'd be the one, so... That's my thoughts. I don't, and I've seen too many polyamorous relationships explode. Yes. Uh, Or implode, I guess, may be the more apt term. Absolutely. um, And there's plenty of statistics to back that that up, right? That they don't work well. That's not necessarily the reason that we in particular stray from it. Um, It's just not something that we necessarily agree with for us. Um, Or in any relationship we would have ever partaking in yeah and based on the statistics and stuff that we were able to find i would say i would probably not recommend them to anybody starting out right typically i've had a couple people ask me in the past um what i thought of them and again uh, it's your life do with what you want uh, make the decisions you chose to make but i for one just don't agree with them i just i don't feel like it it functions well um you said you found out some studies so I found some interesting things I um, there's a lot of information out there because it's so and I hate to put it this way and I know a lot of people who are involved in these relationships will probably take offense to this but I can't think of any other way to put it Um, because it's so trendy and popular right now um, in this day and age um, there's a lot of information to sift through so I narrowed it down to just reading um, psychological articles that were written that were backed up with studies that were done with at least 2,000 people or more or 2,000 couples or more Um, and I found some interesting stuff (sighs) I don't know where to start but I think the bigger one for me was the one that was done by this relationship therapist Um, and she works with all sorts of different relationships and the way she put it Here it is. As we've become more of a me-me culture through the years, it's no wonder that the statistics of cheating has gone up for both men and women. As cheating increases, this leads perhaps more to, quote-unquote, accept and perhaps expect their partner to desire another in addition to them. So what she's getting at is that people start to look outside of their marriage to make up for the flaws in their current marriage and or relationship, and in doing so, they think, well, if we involve more people, this will fix our problems because you're not fulfilling every single need that I have. If I have multiple people, I'll get all my needs met that way, and then I'll be happy. So it's, instead an, it's, of, a, it's an egocentric viewpoint, right? Yes. So instead of, so that echoes to me the idea that uh, we have, I guess, further reinforces the idea that I've had of we don't view relationships the way that we used we to. Used to. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, I, I can't, I don't like saying the term used to because that romanticizes a past <laughs> that may or may not have existed. Right. But the, we've changed the definition of what a relationship should be, right? Yes. Um, when I think of a relationship, I think of somebody who accents my life, who makes me happier um, simply by being there. And, me in the relationship, it's an act of service towards another person, right? Yeah. Like I value you in my home. I value you in my life. And because of that, I strive 
to make you happier, right? I, I am putting myself in a position of service as the male counterpart of this relationship, right? right. Um, I'm assuming it's coming the other way from the other side of the gate too, but Absolutely. I don't know. And it's funny that you mentioned that because this was kind of brought up earlier because the, the point they were trying to touch on this one in particular was um, many people from the polyamorous um, side of things will tout that human beings weren't built to be in monogamous relationships. And it's argued this point by this guy um, that says we're looking externally is not how we are built. Rather, looking externally is a choice some people make rather than doing the work it takes to look internally. So, yeah, I mean, that, that furthers the point that I was making before. And mm-hmm. I, I disagree with the premise that we were not built to be monogamous. Right. Um, now, I will not, I'm not going to say that we weren't built to be monogamous forever, but I am saying that there are structures that exist in our biological development that yeah. lean heavily towards a monogamous relationship. Yeah, right? and that's been proven through statistics and studies from all the way back until now that we are drawn culturally and as a people as and biologically to find someone that compliments us, find someone to spend our life with and to move forward with. Yeah. That's that's not necessarily something that's been drilled into us. We're drawn to it. So as our culture and society has changed, we have we're trying to pull away from that. Like we've yeah. got a, a set group that's rebelling against that. And it's not against human nature to rebel at some point if you feel like you know, yeah, you need to. The structures of which you exist are no longer suiting you. Sure. Right. But, and this is going to touch on what you said earlier, relationships are about enhancement within that one relationship of which requires communication, commitment, patience, investment, and interest in working at it. Not perfection, but rather enhancement on a life journey of relational and personal growth. Yeah. Sorry. So indeed, marriage with a single mate is our culture, not because someone forced it upon us, but rather because it's, it became human choice. It's human instinct and our passionate, emotional, and psychological desire to share our life with another person. Who's that from? That one. Oh, crap. I you don't You have remember. to cite your sources. I know. I don't remember his name. I was just taking notes, and it was a thing. I didn't actually think I'd be referring to this so much. How well, funny. I don't know. You clearly quoted somebody. <laughs> it requires a citation. I know. So I know. I apologize. I have failed my job. So my argument is pretty closely related to that in the mm-hmm. fact that we, and we've talked about it, I think we talked about it last week, actually, we talked about the role of men versus women and how that kind of works. And we've hinted at the points that whoever this nameless entity just made was, oh, sorry. which is, you know, that we're here to enhance each other, but yeah. not become subservient to one another, right? Um, I don't think that men should placate to women and I don't think women should placate to men. I think we should be individually strong in our individual roles, our individual identities. And then by coming together, we become a more perfect whole. Does that make sense? Like we're, we were built to counterbalance each other and to deny that is denying your biology. Um, and all of that leads into the idea 
that you're supposed to find a partner. You're supposed yeah. to live with that partner and develop that relationship. Again, not for you. Your right. life isn't about you. From a biological standpoint, right? Yeah. I know from a psychological standpoint that, that bleeds into the existential dread argument, right? But, <laughs> right? but from a biological standpoint, your life is never about you. It's about the DNA that you're going to pass on Yes. to the next generation because our biological imperative is to create crotch goblins. Further the human race. Right. Yes. Is to create the next generation of DNA. And and the facility of a relationship, the, the vehicle of a relationship, should be leaned into that ideal, yeah. that, that common goal of I'm creating life and that life is going to continue on. So I need to set up a... A environment Stable that environment is to conducive so. to those DNA particles growing into <laughs> eventually pink balls of slime, which what tiny humans are, that eventually become bipedal and, and hopefully grow up to be free thinkers. Start leaving slime everywhere and yes. then eventually grow into adults of their own to continue the process, right? See, I think when we go back to when this other lady was talking about the me, me culture, um, I made a comment down at the bottom that it's because we've declined in loyalty and dependability and reliability and we've turned into a culture that's become entitled and I that's driven us to think that we have that we deserve to have it therefore we must have it and we need all this to be happy yeah and that takes precedent over everything else so when you combine that with the fast reaction response time you know where we've learned to expect such that we demand such from our yeah. life and from other things it's again it's all about choice so it's not necessarily a biological driven thing it's more of a we're making choices and we're choosing to not get everything we need from one person or find this person that can give us everything we need and communicate and express to them what we do need and how to how to facilitate that the best way but instead looking for multiple partners to get those from and thus creating just that little bit I, more chaos. I think both, I think you bring up a couple of good points and I'm gonna circle back to them. Okay. Um, the first one being the idealized romantics, right? Um, you have these people who believe in like your one true love and believe in Prince Charming or mm-hmm. whatever, right? Like they believe that, that that type of scenario exists and you have to be realistic. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. No. It doesn't. Like you create that with you somebody. You have don't to shape that, it. right? Yeah. Like you look at old. It's the same type of people who are going to look at a relationship of two people who've been married for sixty-five years and they're still in love and holding hands and doing all that. Like that's what you're looking at is decades of hard work. And you're looking at yep. decades of people devoting themselves to the yep. vehicle of which they're still driving, yep. right? And not giving up when things get hard. Right? So there's yeah. there's the one thing. I think that, that we've looked at that ideal and go, I have to achieve that with my one true mate. And it doesn't really work like that. And the other part is the going back to the entitlement culture thing, which you brought up, which is we're, we live in all of these, pulse, these false narratives, right? Yes. Of I'm going to find the perfect man and he should be able to do all of these things for me. And I'm going to find the perfect woman and she's going to do all these things for me. It's magically going to work. It doesn't work like that. No. It doesn't. You either have to take something that's close and help craft it or you have to build the vehicle upon which you want your life to live. Right. 
we were not perfect when we got together. We've said that numerous times, right? No. And here's the best part. It wasn't so much that you needed to change something in me and craft me or I needed to craft you. We needed to work on ourselves yeah. to make ourselves better for each other. And I think that's where a lot of this falls off of, yeah. you know, the shelf. Because everyone's like, well, I don't want to waste my time trying to turn this person into what I need. So I'm just going to get my little tidbits from here, 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 right. here, here. Instead of saying, okay, maybe it's something inside me that I need to fix. Because you can't rely on other people to give exactly. you the happiness you need. That's that's on you. You own yeah. that. It's It screams the same thread, which we've talked about before, which is seeking external validation. Yes. Right? I want somebody to give me the things that I need. Yep. Instead of sitting down and saying, how can I, how can I get the things I need for me? Yep. Right. Like I don't need somebody to give me financial stability. I need to create financial yes. stability. I don't need somebody to love me. I need to love myself. myself. Yep. Right. And I have to habitually work at those things. And it's not easy. It is hard work. And all you need out of a relationship is somebody who's one, willing to work as hard at themselves as you are with yourself yep. and support you in those times when you're inevitably going to fail. Because yep. you're going to fail. You're oh, going to yeah. fall down. You're going to mess stuff up. And you're going to want to kick yourself and you're going to want to hate yourself. And that other person, you need that other person across the table to say, to look at you and go, it's okay. I've been there. I've done that. I know what you're going through. I know what you're feeling. I'm going to help you through this, right? And they don't even have to say it. And oftentimes, especially when you're dealing with men, like you shouldn't say it, right? Just oftentimes, for at least in my experience, um, working alongside and with other men, we don't want to hear those words. We no. don't want to hear, I understand, I, I, I've been there. We want you to just be there. Yep. To just stand there and be that stoic person that I can lean on until I can find my feet, right? Um, but be capable of doing that on the other side of the fence, right? Yeah. One of the things that um, another podcast I was listening to was talking about this week, and I think it rings super true for this conversation, is if you want a good woman, you need to be a good man. And vice versa. And if you want yep. a good man, you have to be a good woman. Yep. And what that truly means is going to be a little different for everybody. But there's themes that exist, right? Mm -hmm. What makes a woman a woman? Right? You have to answer that question. For you, what makes a man a man? And what rings true for that, right? And now if you live in if you're in a different type of relationship, right, and you're two men or two women or whatever, you know, you still have to answer those questions of in your community, and I'm not familiar with them. I'm I'm, I'm not gay. I'm not part of the gay community. Right. Um, so but I, you still need to be. But I can't. The I don't best understand those perspectives. Can be for yeah. Your partner. If regardless, if you're not striving to be the best version of you. Yeah. Right. And there's the thing is like you should still love you, and I think that that rings true no matter where you go. You should love who you are, but you should also understand that you're not perfect. And there's things you need to work on to become a better version of you. And as you make yourself better, you yes. make yourself stronger, you make yourself smarter, you make yourself faster, you make yourself cleaner, more organized, more efficient, whatever your better is, right? Yep. You will attract better people, right? You spend the time and energy making your life better. You will yep. attract people who are better for you. 
you're going to lose people along the way too, oh, yeah. right? Because you're going to find people who are like, why are you trying so hard? Why are you working so hard? I don't need those people in my life. I don't need no. those toxic people in my life dragging me down and telling me that I'm not, that I should stay, I should be happy at the bottom. I'm not happy being a shrimp. I want to be a shark, Yeah. right? So I'm going to continue to work and work and work and work. And I may never become a shark, but I'm never going to forget that, mean I'm gonna that that's my dream and yeah. I'm going to continue to work. I might only make it to a lobster, but that means that my next generation is going to be set up for that next, to be the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And eventually the crustaceans will grow fins, become fish, and then the fish will become animals. And you know what I mean? Your analogies are ridiculous. (laughs) But it's true though, right? Like if you're looking at like, you're looking at the scope of things and how they, how they build, like this is part of it. And that's the whole goal, right? Is to push the envelope. I should be better than, better off than my dad was at my age. Yes. Right. I should be striving to be more successful, to be more, more whatever, whatever your more is, right? It doesn't even have to be the same thing. I think thing, that's but. another failing of this generation or the most recent generations too, is that they're just, they're afraid of hard work. Hard work is not something that was drilled into them, not instilled into them. They weren't raised for it. And I, that, that shows in their relationships too. It's just yeah. not, it's, I have to work at this. I have to try harder. I should just have this. And it goes mm. back to that entitlement culture I was talking well, it's, about. It, so. I don't even think it's just so much the entitlement stuff. Like, I mean, yes, it's the entitlement stuff. Absolutely. But I don't think it's necessarily a generational thing. I think it's a cultural thing. Like there was a cultural shift um, that we started to look, and it started in the 80s, I would I, I think. I mean, I don't really know. I wasn't. I was alive then, but I wasn't really like cognizant <laughs> then, right? So, I, I don't know if that's a shift then, because I definitely wasn't thinking about you know cultural norms and standards at in my as a toddler. But you know, you look at pop culture. You look at you know pop culture, music, movies. Those are all kind of oh yeah. Um, it's insane. Those are symptoms of a culture, right? Yep. And if you look in the '80s, like it's all about you know the party. Mm-hmm. The good times, the easy win, the easy out, yep. the you're either born for it or you don't have it kind of thing. I right? think it just built slowly over time, and now we're seeing this yep. huge implosion of people who can't take care of themselves, people who don't know how to yep. live their life, they don't know how to take care of other people, yeah. they don't know how to they don't know how to work for anything. Yeah, and I mean they can't even work well in their friendships, not just relationships, but no one's got any good solid friendships anymore like they used to either. It's just kind of a... Well, I mean, part of that is, is we are in a far more mobile society than we yeah, used to be, right? Yeah, that too. You got to think about it too. Like information changes perspectives, yes. right? And we have access <clears throat> to more information than we've ever had throughout the history of mankind. And I feel like that adds to this multiple mate culture as well. Yeah. Because the internet that. makes it so, so easy. It used to be like in our parents' generation, if you were uh, chasing the Joneses or yeah. whatever, you you would see Jim across the street with his brand new boat, and you're like, "Fuck, I wish I had a boat." Right. right? Nowadays, you don't even have to look out across the street. Like no. the person living in your your neighborhood has the exact same thing as you. They both you both drive the 1996 Toyota Camry you've had for fucking 20 years, right? <laughs> right. But or 30 years now. But, but on the net. But. You look on Instagram and you oh, see the, yeah. the false, the, the people with the false the Ferrari and everywhere. the fake life everywhere. And you're like, oh man, I want that life. So you, and I, everyone wants to be a YouTuber. And you everyone, idealize yeah. that lifestyle. You idealize that, that norm, right? And you think yep. so many people have this new great life and you start feeling bad about yourself. And you wallow. So you start reaching for things that maybe you wouldn't have thought of before. And instead of, and this is reinforcing the point you were just talking about, I yep. think, is gratitude 
for the things you do have, have right? Yep. We never take time to appreciate our what accomplishments. We, yep. we still look for the next goal. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So long as it's in balance with but gratitude. But it's happening in relationships too. So you get people that have been together for a couple of years and you're like, yeah. wow, I'm so bored. Well, you're bored because you're not working at it. And yeah. thus, you see this new exciting thing or this right. new exciting person you just found on Facebook or on Instagram or right. whatever. And then it starts this fucking rabbit hole. And I think people just get drawn into it and lost into it. And well, it's, I mean, it's yeah. the decline in communication. It's the instant well, gratification need. And it's the... I think part of that get, feeds into the... Yeah. I think the, the porn loop feeds into that too. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Like... You're looking at, you become dissatisfied with what you have because you think that there's something else out there, which is fabricated, fake, and doesn't actually exist. And you're going, but I could have that instead. So instead of, it's it's like kids, right? Like you give them a piece of cake, but then somebody else has a bowl of ice cream. Now all of a sudden they don't want their cake anymore because they want the ice cream because they see somebody else. And we see it with our kids all the time. They they want what the other person has, even though what they have is just Just as good. good. And they're like, well, yeah, but it's but I already have this. I don't have that and I want that instead, right? And yeah. we've become so good at feeding that idea yeah. that we're... I want what I don't have instead of being happy with what I have. Exactly. Or making what you have what you want. What you want. Yeah, exactly. You know? And it's, it sounds weird to say that in the concept of a relationship because you you can't, literally cannot... You cannot cr- change people. Change another person, right? Yeah. But let's... But you can communicate what your needs are, what's important to you, what you need for your relationship to thrive, and then see how they reciprocate that, and then in turn, listen to their needs and wants and try to fulfill those. You know what I mean? But you can't do that if you don't talk and you don't want to put in the hard work. Well, and the other part is, is like, what if, 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 I'm going to take an arbitrary example, right? Um, Let's say you want to try anal, right? You're curious, you want to try it, right? (laughs) We went there, folks. Right? Let's we just went there. say it, right? You're uh-huh. going to, rather than go out and try to find somebody who's willing to do that, right? Yeah. Ask your partner. Why wouldn't you convince to try your, it, Yeah. Right? Why wouldn't you talk to your partner about it first? I mean, worst case scenario, get him drunk. Maybe he'll say yes. Yeah. Who knows, let me right? go. Th- but, like, <laughs> let me go talk to this random stranger. Hey, you know right, what? Like, I'm just, <laughs> I heard you like this. You know, and I'm not saying okay. it has to be limited to solely to sex. There's other ways that you could try to encourage or motivate mm-hmm. your partner to do or be a different style of person, right? Now, if they are so far away from what you wanted, you shouldn't have gotten in that relationship in the first place. Exactly, and that one's not healthy for you. Now, if they were that type of person and they're not anymore. And they changed. Where have you changed? Exactly. Where have they changed, right? Did they change in response to you? Exactly, people are so quick to jump on the oh well all of this is someone else's fault instead of looking inside to themselves first and thinking you know what maybe i should check myself and make sure i didn't do something before i assume somebody else has the argument i hear some guys say and not guys in my social circle but just out in the ether right Uh is well they got divorced because she put on 200 pounds or 100 pounds or whatever in their marriage or whatever okay and i did he say anything to her well one did she (laughs) did he say anything to her but two you've put on 100 pounds too dude like yeah right you got fat and lazy just like she got fat and lazy but you're gonna hold it against her and not try to fix yourself like you'd be but surprised that, did you bother to see if she's depressed did you make sure that there's nothing wrong or you make sure that you're fulfilling all of her needs and she's not upset have you talked to her about it and been like hey what can i do to help motivate you let's work out together i mean 
you got to put in some effort. Well, yeah. I mean, some of that is very a very woman mindset, and men don't necessarily think that way. Um, but yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so for like me, right, um, the way that I would get you to start doing something if I didn't want you to, again, I, d- I don't have this problem. But like let's say for whatever reason you put on like 100 pounds, right? I would fucking cry. <laughs> I would make it a point to highlight how much I'm working out, what I'm going to do, maybe introduce... To encourage me, yeah. In, well, it's it's not so much encouragement as it is... Putting the idea in my influence, head. Influence, right? Mm-hmm. Influence behaviors, right? Absolutely. Even go so far as to say, hey, let's go for a hike. Let's go for a walk. Let's go do... you can't expect somebody right? like, to do things that you're not willing to right. do. Right. Like, yeah. I'm not going to expect <clears throat> you to do something that I'm not willing to do, right? I'm not going to expect you to work out seven days a week when I'm not willing to work out seven exactly. days a week kind of thing, you know? Yeah. I'm not going to ask you to change your diet if I'm not willing to change my diet, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, maybe I don't say, hey, wow, you're getting kind of fat. Maybe you should go on a diet, right? <laughs> I'm probably going to go, hey, we're, you know, we've been eating out a lot lately. I think maybe we should look at our budget and look at the diet and go and figure out maybe we should, there's some things we can change, right? Exactly. Uh, we thought about maybe we can get into meal plan, meal prep, meal planning, and whatever it is. And if you've got kids, you know? there's an easy workaround with that one. Be like, yeah. I really think we should be setting a better example for our kids and let's feed them some better food, you know? Right. And that I wouldn't, easy. you don't even have to say it that way, but like just yeah. have the conversation oh, about yeah. things you might be concerned about. And if you're not willing to have those conversations with your partner, you've got some pretty big problems Internal on your hands already. Internal reflection you need right? to do. Yeah. Um, maybe you didn't set the groundwork you should have prior to the start of this relationship. Yeah. But that all aside, like I think those are the major issues you run into when you're looking at a polyamorous relationship. They're looking outside for validation. They're looking for some fulfillment that they're not getting in their current relationship. And the reason I don't agree with it is because I feel like you or I... I believe, not, it's not even a feel, I, it's a solid core belief that you can find fulfillment and sustainment in your current relationship if you're willing to put in put the, in the work for it. Yep. Because statistics have shown time and time and time and time again, when you bring, humans are by nature territorial creatures. Yes. And when you get children involved, it becomes far more territorial. Absolutely. And you start introducing other people into that mix, you're creating a bomb. Yep. That is n- that is and going to destroy your relationship at some point. Yeah. Right. It may not be today. It may not be tomorrow. It may be somewhere down the line. The only I can I can count on one hand. I probably don't even all need all five fingers to think of the relationships that have been semi-successful in polyamorous situations. I know one. almost all of them where there were no children Mm -hmm. and both people were already that style, that lifestyle prior Prior to to. getting in a relationship. Yep. It was not introduced post. It was not because anytime it's produced post, you're going into a relationship, a monogamous relationship with expectations that it's monogamous. If a polyamorous conversation happens up, happens after that, you've broken that contract. Yep. Right. Absolutely. You can't, that's not something you can introduce after the fact and expect yep. that that relationship's going to fly. And sometimes you've got another partner who's a little more invested than you that's going to go, okay, fine, I'm going to try this for you because I want to save my marriage. And that makes it 10 times worse Yeah. because it's horrific for well, someone that, to that think that they can the... walk into that and go, hey, I'm demanding of you to change all the vows we made and all the rules we set forth 
and adjust to this for me because I am not fulfilled enough with just you. And that is probably one of the worst things you could ever say to your what was supposed to if be your lifelong partner. Yeah. If yeah. that's the case. Now, I'm not saying that that's the case. And, I'm, and you know, each individual situation is going to be different. Yeah. But to ask that of somebody is bold, right? But Absolutely. for you to have a, a common conversation and say, hey, let's have a, I, you know, to have that conversation and you both come to the agreement to say, hey, we want to try this. I'm telling you it's a recipe for disaster. We've seen it time and time again. Oh, yeah. You should strive to make your current relationship work as fulfilling yes and satisfactory to you and your partner as you can and the mindset of it's not about me it's yep. about my family it's about my my it's about other yeah um that should be the mindset that's going to set you up for success because it puts you in a mindset of service it puts you in a, a mindset of um you know long Longevity, and it's funny because, and I'm, side note, I'm going to bring this up because an ex of mine brought this up when he tried to convince me to indulge in such a relationship. And uh, I almost said something else. <laughs> and said that, well, it's a biological drive for men to want to spread their seed and they can't Bullshit. control those urges. And they have, they lack impulse control is what it was. And... I see that as offering an excuse. It's an excuse for disloyalty. It's an excuse for lack of control. Mm -hmm. Because to say that we are no better than an animal who can't control ourselves is pompous. Well, so I mean, this is kind of tracing down another line, but mm -hmm. I the for me that just that screams immaturity. Absolutely, right? you are incapable of controlling yourself. Of recognizing that yes that's an attractive creature but of you're you're capable of acknowledging that it's an attractive creature creature but incapable of stopping yourself from acting on it like that's yep. super immature absolutely um and that has a whole list of implications beyond that like you're yeah. talking to the cheating realm they are not not necessarily a mutually considerate or mutually agreed upon and i think that's going to sidestep us into the next part of this conversation is that though i think there are legitimate people out there that try this out and they want to introduce this and they think this is a healthy way to try things like we said you know everyone can live their life how they how they want to but there's a significant portion of the people who are indulging in this as of late because it is trendy yeah. they've turned it into a this is an excuse for me to have my cake and eat it too. This is a way for me to go, hey, I can keep my partner and go bang this chick I've been checking out at work. You know what I mean? Or vice versa. Hey, I mean, now I can stay married to my dude and now I can hang out with the postal guy that's been stopping by every other week. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, I think it kind of opens up a door for it's an excuse to cheat. cheaters. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, though I agree that that's a point of consideration, I don't think that's the primary driver. I think the primary driver for me is because it is un. It's outside the the traditional and cultural norms. People right? want to rebel. And yeah. anytime you get something that's outside of what's considered normal, 
right? It's enticing. It becomes enticing. And when it becomes enticing, people are like, ooh, I want to try that. And you're just inviting disaster. It's like wanting to drink alcohol before you're 21. Yeah. Well, once you're 21, you don't care anymore. So, I mean, if we want to drop bombs on statistics and throw those out there for people who might be curious. Um, So, research states that open marriages have a 92% failure rate. That's astronomically high. Um, And then polyamorous relationships, either open or marriage or vice versa, have a 93% failure rate. Monogamous relationships? Uh, Monogamous relationships and heterosexual marriages have a 60% failure rate. Still over half, but... Yeah. And I think some of that leans towards the, I'm not willing to work on myself. To work on it, yeah. And therefore not improve the relationship. And the majority of those actually end over finances. It's not surprising. Which is outrageous. Yeah. That it just speaks volumes about the fact that people don't talk and communicate. And I, I can't imagine saying that I got divorced because of money. You know? Yeah. Um, let's see what else we got here. Ah, hey, I did save it. That that lady I quoted was Dr. Rhonda Balzarni. Balzarini from the University of Western Ontario, Canada. Okay. <laughs> I Canadian, saved eh? it. She's in Canadian, Canada, eh? In Canada. <laughs> just, ki- just kidding, Canadians, we love you. <laughs> and uh, another statistic she found was that uh, polyamorous people... Um, typically identify as bisexual or pansexual and are actually more likely to report being divorced and making less money than monogamous relationships. That's Just interesting. an interesting side fact that yeah. was added on that wasn't something they were looking at, but was something that came up in their study. Huh. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Just throw that one in there too. So end of the road, I guess, because uh, we're bumping up against 40 yeah. minutes here. Ooh, yes, we did. Yeah. Um, this is a tough one. It's not like we're shitting on people who are making different choices than, you know, we did. And if you communicate well and you guys have come to all these agreements and terms and you give it a try, give it a try. But, you know, the majority of them, what is it, fail after I think it's, yeah, three to five years in is usually the max that they last. Yeah. And that's that's depressing. That's kind of sad. Yeah. And it's something you really, really need to think about. Put more thought into it than, hey, this sounds fun. Let's try it. <laughs> yeah, because you, you breach a level of trust that is hard to... Um, hard to get back. Yeah. I mean, you're inviting somebody into the most intimate part of your life and your marriage. And... Yeah. You have to decide what marriage yeah. means to you at that point. Or yeah. what a committed relationship means to you, and you really need to communicate it fully to each other and every party involved if that's how it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All comes back to communication every single podcast. Every <laughs> single time. But, I mean, it's those are a handful of the reasons on why we are not polyamorous and we don't. It's not that we disagree with people who choose to live that way, but it's just not for us. Yeah. Um, and we bring that up because, actually, we've been questioned about it a lot. Yeah. We've been asked about it a lot. It's because we're pretty. <laughs> Don't listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, got anything else to add? No, that about covers it. But if anyone wants to carry on conversation about this in the comments or anywhere else, we would love to hear opinions, especially from people who might be involved in these relationships. Fill us mm-hmm. in on some more 
deets and information. Yeah, we may revisit it if we get people who are, want to engage and maybe even have you on the podcast when you talk about it. Hell yeah. And, uh, share some perspectives and some ideas. We're, despite the fact that we sound like assholes, we're fairly open-minded. <laughs> we're nice. <laughs> okay. um, so, yep, if anybody uh, has anything they want to say, let us know on Facebook or in the comment section of any of the podcasts you listen to. And again, uh, ratings and reviews are always appreciated. Thank you, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please reach out on Instagram and Facebook. We would love to hear your feedback or suggestions on our next topic. See you next week.